Hello and welcome to the How To CEO Podcast. In this show, we're going to be looking at how to build a great culture in order to build a great company. I am delighted to be joined here by Alex from Creating a Brand. Now, when you became a CEO, when you just, just took the decision to become a CEO, the world changed. You can either build an amazing company or you can crash and burn. Building an amazing company is really hard, but there are some great steps that you can take along the way to make sure you have that right outcome. Alex is gonna share with us how to build that great culture so that you have a team on board to build a great company and build that billion dollar company. Alex, welcome to the show. Murray, thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. So I gave a brief introduction to uh, you. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, please? Absolutely. I run a company called Creating a Brand. It's creatingabrand.com. That's also the name of the podcast. And we're focused on helping entrepreneurs go further, faster, both in life and business. We do this through online courses and community collaboration. We are all completely based around an online community that's off of the big social media platforms. It is our own platform. We're able just to really engage and again, help one another go further, faster. And it's all around the content that we're creating and just pushing it through, helping each other in any way we possibly can. Okay. So so tell me, in this show, we wanted to talk about how to build a great culture in order to build a great company. As a CEO, how do you start to think about this? What's the starting point? Uh, the starting point for creating culture is, is day one. And now I know many of the listeners, they're already in the CEO position. And because of that, they can't go back to day one. But I'll tell you what, this is something that I always talk about when I mention culture. The best time to plant a tree is 25 years ago. The second best time is today. So the second best time for you to start implementing culture into a company is today. And with that said, I'm big on, on helping companies develop this culture internally that they want because it's going to help your company grow and succeed far faster long term. Okay, so you, let's say you're, you've already got a company, um, you've already got a small team, small large team, mm -hmm. and you want to start to think about how to create a great structure. Presumably that comes down to you understanding uh, which con uh, cultural uh, elements you want for your, your company, and then laying out a roadmap before you start communicating that. And also you're gonna have to take stock of your current company culture. How do you do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, taking inventory of what you currently have is, is so important. Having a pulse on the organization at all times is probably the best thing you can do. Even if you've already implemented an important and proper culture within it, you want to still take a look. Is this working? Is this still the way we're going? Because you have to be willing to evolve as time goes on. And if, if you don't evolve as time goes on, then you just, you kind of lose touch with it. So the first thing that you have to do is have an idea. Okay, this is where the culture is today. Now, if you want to rewrite it or you want to, to change it and prove it, it's all going to begin with setting a mission of some sort. And it all starts with that company mission statement. I think that they're always connected. So having a strong mission statement is the first step to setting a really solid culture. And you do this as simply as possible. I think many people, they think a mission statement, they think this big you know, thing on the wall, maybe it takes up the whole wall or something that's done really pretty or framed nice. And that's going to be our, our mission statement. They have some big words on it, things that people don't even understand. But the truth is a really good mission statement is very short, very precise, straight to the point of what a company does. And there's something I always say about culture. What's talked about in the halls is more important than what is written on the walls. So whatever you end up putting on the wall is never going to be as important as what people are talking about. And that's what you need to keep the pulse on. And the easier you make the mission, which is step one in creating culture for your company, the sooner you can start checking that pulse and seeing how it's actually working within your organization. 
But is the is the mission really the culture, or does the does culture follow the mission? How, how does that talk to me about that intersection? I find that if you're trying to be intentional with setting culture, it flows out of the mission. So that's kind of the driver for it, if you will. And that's how you can kind of go back and look at it. And you can say, all right, is the culture we have today lining up to the mission we have? It's kind of just the first step of it. And after that, what you do, you make that mission statement, but then you have to have systems in place to make sure that people are actually living up to it. And like I'm saying, it's important to make sure you're changing it and checking that pulse, but you want to build everything off that mission statement because that's how you intentionally create a culture that's going to help drive results in your company. You as a CEO come up with that, or do you come up with that as a team? Um, and, and how do you get, uh, I mean, if, if the CEO just writes it, how do you get that? How do you get everyone to buy in and believe in that? Particularly when you have an existing culture, an existing team in place. If you have an existing team in place, the best thing you can do as a CEO is bring your team in on it and say, hey, listen, we need to change some culture, whether it's healthy or not. We need to be intentional with this. Let's write something, a mission statement around this culture we have or that we want to have to say this is the new standard and we'll build systems around that. I find when CEOs do it alone, you've already got an established company. The problem is people don't feel buy into it at all. People are not going to just decide one day, okay, we're going to change culture. Now we're going to be this way because it's the new thing the CEO came up with. But when you bring everyone in, you listen to the input, you're willing to tweak it. There's two things happen. One, you get buy-in, but two, it actually ends up being better that way. Because if you're a CEO, you're not necessarily working the day-to-day all the time. And those people that are doing that, they can tell you a little bit more about your culture than sometimes you're able to. And that really helps you write a great mission statement to run things by. I mean, as a CEO, you're going you're gonna to have an outcome that you, that you ideally want. Maybe your team come up with something that's better and improved that, that surprises you. But how do you make sure that goes in the right direction? Yeah, that's that's the fun part. That's where you get into, uh, for me, it's always been KPIs, key performance indicators or performance appraisals, where you're getting into actually evaluating your staff and evaluating the things that are happening. That's where you want to make sure, okay, hey, here's based off the mission we've created, based off the systems we've implemented into, the, into this organization, here is the, the KPI. This is what we are trying to do. This is how we're going to accomplish the mission by doing these things. The performance appraisals are how you actually look at individuals saying, hey, here's what you need to do in order to actually fill out this, fulfill this mission or live up to this culture. That's, that's the part that takes a lot of work. That's where the real CEO stuff comes in, you know, and if you're not a massive organization, you don't have someone running HR, you're the one doing those performance appraisals and making sure the KPIs are running properly. But if you do that, that's what really drives the results at the end of the day, saying that, hey, this is our mission. This is the culture we've created. And here is the accountability for all of us to make sure that we're actually going that direction. Now, I'm a CEO, I'm building my company, I have a, a zillion different priorities. And, and also, if I'm smart, I recognize that uh, I, I see this from my perspective. How do I get uh, external perspective on this um, that can help me walk through this decision making process? Yeah, I always am a big proponent of prioritization of training and continued education, one for the CEO, but also for the staff. And a lot of that comes from external factors. So you're going to actually find a business coach that's going to help out, or you're going to find an organization that you say, hey, these guys do a great job creating culture. Let's let's go with this. There's so many different resources out there these days, and it's a matter of finding, okay, this is the line of work we're in. What is going to work well with us? What can we partner with to work with to continue that education and training? Because that's really key at the end of the day. I think that if people, if especially your people, if they feel like they're not growing, they start dying. When they start doing that, they really change the culture. But as long as you can have some sort of educational element that you're paying for, that you're helping them with, or ongoing training, they'll continue to thrive and grow within the organization. And I find that that outside perspective really, really helps someone develop and fine tune that mission and that culture that you're trying to create. But it all comes again from that continued education and that training that you're getting from an outside perspective.
So that, that leads me to uh, another great question, which is um, how do I find that perspective and who's doing a great job um, building great community? Yeah, absolutely. I've got, I've got a few people that are really, they're, they're community builders, they're culture developers, and I've got some people I'm going to recommend. Do you mind if I give you a few names real quick? All right, first off, I've got a guy who's actually local in my city. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. I know we're a little bit of ways apart, um, but he's over here in Jacksonville, Florida. His name is Jared Graybill. He runs a company called Superfit Foods, which is one of the largest meal prep companies in the United States, and he has built a phenomenal culture around his brand, around his company, around his community. He's a guy who really understands this, and he does a lot of speaking at events talking about culture, talking about community. And uh, he's the type of person I always recommend to people. The, uh, the next person to mention is Jesse Cole. I believe in 2019, he was rated like the entrepreneur of the year or something like that. He runs um, something called the, a team called the Savannah Bananas. It is wow. a summer baseball league. Really cool. He's someone that you should look up anyway, but that guy has built the craziest culture you could ever imagine within his organization. He's somebody that you really want to keep your eye on. Even just to watch from outside perspective, that's some education for you right there. The Savannah Bananas. Savannah Bananas, Jesse Cole. It's it's really cool. He's a good friend of mine. And the next is uh, Paul J. Daly. He runs a company called Clair Clarity Compressed, and he has a long background in the automotive industry, but he is all about forming clarity within his organization. That's how they've been able to, to create the right culture they're going for is through that clarity, getting crystal clear on what they're doing and helping everyone within the organization see things that same way. That's fantastic. I'm loving that you're giving examples of CEOs in totally different industries in totally different uh, places are really applying this. Is there anyone else? Yeah, I got one more. It's one more different, different industry. And the reason I like to do that, share the different industries is because you and me, we run different businesses. So we're not looking for the same type of help. No, there's no one size fits all. So I want to like really have it diverse. So with that said, the last one is Gina Bianchini. She runs a company called Mighty Networks, which is actually a community building platform. And uh, same thing. She has a great culture. I've talked to many of her staff members and they all have that same voice. And that's what I really like. You, if you've talked to Gina, you can talk to anyone within her team and they'll all say the same thing she will. And I really like that. So that's digital pioneerism, I call it for them. That's what they're doing over there. Thank you so much for sharing those recommendations. Now, if people want to connect with you and find out more, how do they do that? The best place to go is creatingabrand.com. But I will say, if you go to creatingabrand.com slash courses right now, we have six courses that are completely free. I don't even ask for your email address. They're just on there to help you. And we have one about business development. So it's our business development series. It may add a lot of value. So I'd say that for your audience, that's the best place for them to go. And Murray, I'm a fan of yours. So I want to make sure that I'm giving them something for free. And I'd say that's the place, creatingabrand.com slash courses. Alex, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm Murray Newlands. You've been listening to the How to CEO podcast. Thank you very much for listening and look forward to chatting to you next time.